And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. Welcome back to Seven Days Podcast. I am Dan. I'm Shush. And today we have... Callum. And Lara. Woohoo! Callum and Lara. Hey, where are you guys from, first and foremost? Yeah, from Ipswich, Queensland. Ipswich. Yeah. Is that is that North Brisbane? Place to be. Nah, nah, Southwest (laughs) Brisbane. Yeah, that's what I thought. Perfect. (laughs) Great. (laughs) <laughs> Dan's geography is like on point. He's I'm right all over it. <laughs> hey, uh, the first thing we do, the way we like to kick it and break the ice, is mm-hmm. we're going to ask you five fast questions that oh we want. Just an immediate response. See where it sits. Don't with worry. You. They're not like super intense. They're, they're not intense. They're, they're not. normally pretty silly, to be yeah. completely honest. It's so, a good time. Uh, Shush is going to start us off because I think she has the most. Oh, so yeah. Here we go. I also have to give credit to my sister in law, Chloe, because she helped me come up with a lot of good questions on the weekend. So thanks, Chloe. Oh, beautiful. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, you do know it. The first one is stars or rainbows? Stars. Rainbows. Oh, nice. Oh, that was quick. They're the fastest That's answers the fastest we've ever had. Ever. It's good. And then we slow it up. All right. Are you ready for this one? I actually think this is a really deep question, but I love it. What is invisible that you wish you could see? <laughs> Gravity. Oh, okay. A physical representation of how we impact the people around us. Oh, I like that. That's great. Oh, yeah, Yeah. like... Like colours that would, like, represent whether or not we're annoying someone or whether we're inspiring someone. Actually, I changed my answer. His is better. It's kind of like emojis in some respect. Yeah. Like you're yeah. seeing like yeah. emojis in the way you're like, talking to someone. I'd love to see the aromas we bring into each of them. Yeah. Oh. That's cool. Is that, that. synesthesia? Is that what that is? Isn't that what you <laughs> no see? Idea, man. You see emotions <laughs> in colours or something? Anyway, let's uh, move on know. from that one. But that's Could great. Be, yeah. Good one. Good one. <laughs> My next question. What is your second favourite colour? Yellow. Green. <laughs> oh, that second favourite. Uh, in the Hollywood movie, Callum and Lara, who <laughs> plays Callum and who <laughs> plays Lara? That's a great question. Mm. You can be um... as cocky as you want, by the way. With this. <laughs> I'd be like, Brad Pitt plays me for sure. You know. I feel like it'd be the situation where you get like a really good-looking actor, but then intentionally make them look less good-looking. <laughs> no! <laughs> like, obviously. <laughs> like, and then that would be like me. So you can go... Um, like a Zac Efron or something like that, and then you just make them good choice. Less, good choice. Yeah. I can think of so many male characters right now, but I can't think of any female. It can it can be male. That's fine. That's right. Who would fine. play you, male character? Who do you think should play me? Uh, it's uh, got Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh, well done. Imagine. That's, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great. Nice. That's a great answer. My last question is: What is your Hogwarts house? Gryffindor, this is going to be problematic if you're not Harry Potter fans. I can't remember. Gryffindor or... I guess she could be like Slytherin or something. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to say Gryffindor. Like cockily. I'm not like a big Harry Potter guy. I know oh. that. But aren't like Slytherin and well. Gryffindor similar? Um, they hate each other. But, yeah. but they, they hate each other, similar. but they're like, well, they're... Harry was going to be one of them, wasn't he? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. There's Come a complicated on, I, reason I know for enough that. for that. Come on. <laughs> 
Harry. can go down a wormhole here about like a oh, whole yeah, Harry Potter we'll thing. Can we just change the podcast? It's actually now a Harry Potter podcast. So We're I'm actually guys. about to start watching it and commentate on it for the podcast. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's a great yeah. idea. Beautiful. Callum, what well, are you? Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I said, I've done the test thing online. Of course. Mm. And, yes. and I came out as Gryffindor at the time. Oy. Oy, there you but go. I reckon maybe Hufflepuff. But oh, yeah. We love our Hufflepuff. There you we'll go. find out. Oh, well done. What are you, Shush? I'm a Gryffindor, which is... Oh, hey. I thought I was going to be a Ravenclaw, but uh, the test said I'm a Gryffindor. So I can't argue with Pottermore. Can't lie with the test, right? You can't. That's you can't. right. It is what it is. Well, there we go. Fast five over. Thank you very much for that. Well done. Well done. You were were very good at answering quickly and we were horrible at asking quickly. (laughs) Yes. Well done. Yes. Uh, Now, let's start this thing off the way we do most of the other ones. And that Mm -hmm. is, can you give us kind of like a brief bio of yourselves like what like i know let's start this thing off by saying majority of our podcasts have been with people who have done a specific art form for a long period of time right Mm -hmm. now today the difference is we have you guys who are a lot younger and probably like at the beginning of more at the beginning than at the end of a career in what you do (laughs) you hope exactly exactly so I guess, like, just what got you to where you are now? Yeah. Um, and obviously, you're a pair. How how did that happen? Just a brief kind of introduction for people who are listening that don't know you. This is your background. This is why you do what you do now. Are you able to kind of divulge into your biographies for us, please? I don't know, Lara. Can you do that? Yeah. Well, I can speak for, like, what got me into this. It's really disconcerting. Um, I can speak for what got me into like the whole music thing, mm-hmm. and kind of more about our journey. I don't really know about you. You just start. But, okay. <laughs> um, Go for it. I don't. I I can't really remember a time where I didn't love music, and mm. I kind of wrote really bad songs since I was like five, just because it was fun, yeah. um, and it just slowly evolved. And I became really inspired by different artists, especially I loved Brooke Fraser when I was young, mm. like Fair her enough. Albertine um, album and stuff. I was like, oh, so good. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what I listened to heaps when I was younger. And I just, yeah, kept working on it, I guess, and um, really tried to develop that. And it was just a way that I could connect with god like mm-hmm. it felt a little bit transcendent almost when i was writing mm-hmm. rather than being super rational um yeah and that i started to make the decision to share my stuff even though i was kind of nervous so i would put it up like up on a youtube channel or something and that's kind of how um chris brinley reached out to me and said hey we're doing this uh, like songwriters summit thing it's in sydney you should come and i was like okay so i did uh and that's where i met callum hey. do you want to take over hey. that was so yes. smooth brief remember uh yeah so i i'd been making i'd been writing bad songs since i probably was like i don't know in mid to late high school um mm-hmm. and 
I'd been playing guitar in worship teams and stuff for for a long time, um, and I was asked if I wanted to go to the songwriting summit. And I met Lara, and we wrote a song, and then um, found out I was moving up here with my folks, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" So we um, just yeah, we continued writing songs together, and it kind of went from there. I went and did a degree at uni, a music degree. Um, at QUT and so I just finished that but through that I learned a lot about what you can record with and how to make tracks and stuff like that Uh, and so while I was doing that I used Lara's songs lots for my assignments not not, (laughs) it was like not songwriting assignment it was like go produce (laughs) this song and I was like okay well I'll go produce one of her songs she has good songs Yeah. and then uh, that's Kind of, and then we eventually started making our own. I will say it was not easy learning to write together. Like we knew that it was something that we wanted to do because it was like, you know, it was fun. And it was like, well, why not? We both write songs. Like it would be so cool if we did it together. But it took a long time to um, refine our collaborative process, I'll say. (laughs) Like I always found it really difficult for me songwriting was such a private thing like Mm. it would be me alone in my bedroom like having this experience and all of a sudden putting out like these you know such fragile new ideas that you have like presenting it to someone else was really hard for me and I was like maybe we could say something like this maybe you can have a line that goes like that (laughs) I found that really hard um but I think just over time you kind of build more trust and it's easier to you know, just throw out ideas, be like, oh, no, okay, then no, that doesn't work. Let's not do it. Um, yeah. 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 But I'm definitely glad that we persevered because it's lots of fun. Yeah, mm. it's good. Good. Well, I'm personally glad too because I think what you guys <laughs> do is great. Yeah. Um, Thank you. No, that's all really good. I think, like, you touched on so many things there that especially talking about the vulnerability and how that relationship's formed is such an important part. Every time I get asked around songwriting or anything to do with that, I'm always like, the foundation of this is vulnerability because every Mm. single thing you write is like your own little baby that you want to protect. And also you're scared to show everyone. Like that's a constant thing. So no, that's that's really good. Did you both grow up within... Like the salvos, uh, through like salvo churches, or what? What's kind of been your spiritual journey as well? What's yeah. the background of that? You start. Uh, I, I did. So my folks are officers. So um. There you go. Ditto. <laughs> yeah. That's why we get along so well. Oh yeah, that must be it. Um, and so yeah, I, I um went to church with them and followed them around. So I've been. I think I was two years old when my parents... No, no, no. I was just born, I think, when my parents went into college. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I've been at, it's within the Salvation Army oh. at various places <laughs> in my whole life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I was... Uh, sorry, let me form my thoughts. My mother was briefly an officer but this was kind of in the this was in the dark days where officers couldn't marry other people that weren't officers so she 
stepped down and married my dad. Um, but they, I'm going to get my timelines all mixed up, but at some point they started a core, uh, the Forest Lake one, like ages back. Um, and so I spent most of my childhood there, uh, at Forest Lake. Um, and then we went to, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember. Um, and then we went to, uh, we had a friend, um, who started up a church in, it was at Kruger Baptist Church, but it was like his own thing that, um, happened in the afternoon and we went there for a while. Um, and then it was just a couple years ago that I started going to Bundamba, which is the same call that Callum goes to now. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you've both been in and around the church yeah. your whole life. That's awesome. That's really cool. Shall we get into it, Dan? I'm keen. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't know where to begin. There are so many so so many good things to um jump into. But I will say I really related to this idea of um when you have a piece of work and sharing that, whether that's sharing it as a finished piece of work or just like I have this idea. Um this isn't so much a question, actually. I've just realized I'm just saying a statement. Uh, <laughs> Go for but it. <laughs> I think that's something that relates to all art forms, right? Mm. And actually having not being precious about our ideas and our, about our, like, kind of a little baby of this artwork. But actually, like, sometimes it requires us to be brave and be like, cool, I'm putting this out there and I, I don't want to be precious about it because actually that's not helpful in a collaborative relationship. Um mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a question. I just, that came to <laughs> no, mind. I like no, it needed to be underli- underlined. I it liked did. it a it lot. It did. It did. It was stuck I, I in have, my mind. I have a question for you. Um, now, just so people are aware, Callum and Lara just did the self-denial song for Woo-hoo! this year it was, wasn't it? It was the 2021 official self-denial song. It was so good. Yep. Um, which Thank was you. a great song. Stuck um, in my head all the time. <laughs> for those that don't know what that is, I guess it's basically it accompanies an appeal that the Salvation Army do to raise money for specific areas of the world that need it. Uh, and the song accompanied the theme of what that was. Now, touching on Lara's, before you were talking about how like writing to you is more of a like transcendent thing, not like a rational thing. Mm. I'm really interested if we have people that feel like similarly that writing Mm. music or any kind of creative art form flows from them naturally in a transcendent spiritual way. How do you then, if someone approaches you and says, hey, can you write a song Mm. for self-denial appeal or for a specific project or a specific subject, how do you keep I guess the integrity of the transcendent feel to keep in mm-hmm. it. You need some of that rational thing in there, don't you? Like, you, cause you're needing to meet something. Right. So I, I don't know. Great like, question. I, yeah. And I don't have any answers on this. And I write <laughs> songs myself. It's actually, but I'm just really keen to hear, I guess where that sits with you guys and, have you found things that work in those situations or has it been a struggle to try and figure that out knowing that, I don't know, maybe it's one of that you might get asked another million projects to do for the rest of your life. Hopefully you do get keep asked getting to do things. But yeah, just thought I'd throw that over to you. Can you give some insight over how that works for you guys? Yeah. Um, I will say there's different 
levels. Like there are some moments where I'm writing things where it feels like none of this is coming from my brain. Like it it feels Mm, like it's not even coming from myself, but there'll be other moments. And I would say when I'm writing with Calum, it is a little bit more of the rational side of things, which still works fine. I mean, you have, it's kind of like you have the same vocabulary and that kind of thing that you've built up and skills and it's more how it's being manifested in that moment. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so for the self-denial appeal, and I think it's easier if there's, if there's actually a theme you've been asked to write and it's something that, you know, is actually inspiring to you, then it's going to be a lot easier. Whereas Mm. if it's about a random topic that you're like, okay, it's probably (laughs) not going to do that well. But so that's what, uh, for, for me personally, it was just a matter of reading through the stuff that we've been sent about what this year's appeal was meant to be like what the theme was reading through the Bible verses that we've been sent and that kind of thing. And just sort of sitting with it. And it was actually, I was hanging out my washing and I was thinking about like the verses and that kind of thing. And I had the idea for the lyrics for the chorus, mm-hmm. um, about wanting to kind of have a head, hands, heart sort of theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's yeah. like, that wasn't like a mystical like moment, but it was still a level. It wasn't me being like, now, yes. how exactly can I communicate this? It was like a, oh, maybe mm. we could say something like this. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely, uh, I really want to do your question justice. Um, well, you are currently. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it. Yeah. Totally nailing the question. Don't worry. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah. So it's not always going to be the same experience of like, wow, I have goosebumps. Like I just feel like I'm, you know, Mm. in this magical stream where words are being placed into my head, but to be able to still connect to that at some level, which is another reason why I found it hard to collaborate with Callum at the start, because it's like, we're sitting in the same room together and I'm like, I never do this. I'm by myself. I'm in my zone. And now I'm, there's like another human being here. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and which comes with the vulnerability thing as well, because the more you're able to be vulnerable, you're able to actually have that experience. Yeah. So for the self-denial appeal thing, it still was somewhat like that. And it, our writing wasn't like together hundred percent of the time. Like I had the first idea, I had the first idea myself when I was hanging out the washing and then it was like, okay, I had that idea. Hey, Callum, what do you think of this? And yeah. then talking through it like that. So I think it's a really cool thing if you write that way if you write in a way that does feel kind of more transcendent um but also learning how to integrate it into uh more practical collaborative processes so yeah Yeah. and i think that's so oh sorry dan no 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 go 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 i think that's so important because i think a lot of people have this like misunderstanding that you know artists just like have inspiration flowing from them and they're in the zone all the time and like they just you know it just goes where actually sometimes it's a discipline sometimes you're like no I'm gonna make myself sit down and write or sometimes it is I've been given this thing and sometimes you're inspired by it and if we're honest sometimes you're not inspired by the thing you've been given but you gotta still deliver an outcome and actually like Mm. yeah sometimes it's those times of like yeah I'm just in the zone but actually also 
Sometimes it's not. And it doesn't make you less of an artist or less creative. Yes. Actually, mm. that's just part of it, you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and even like they're not black and white. Like it's not yeah. it's transcendent or it is rational. It's yeah. actually yeah, no. like you're talking about a process where you're like, there's a rational idea. Yeah. Mm. I'm sitting with this rational idea and letting my natural spiritual realm, mystical, creative self speak into that. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not black or white. Things just don't appear to people. Yeah. Like there there is intention behind that. I think yeah. that's really important across all art forms. But sorry, Definitely. I think I cut you off, Lara. Oh no, that's fine. I was just gonna say that's something that was important for me to learn because I would only, I used to only write when I would feel like that, you know, like, like very clearly, like I'm inspired. I know what I'm writing about. And then what happens is you write two songs in one year and it's like, they might be songs you love and they're songs like, wow, I feel like they're a really good song, but it's like, you know, you've only written two and it's been 12 months. So it's my mum used to always say to me, and I'll see if I can get this right. Um, hmm. You can't force the wind to come, but you can open up the window, I think she said. Ooh. So Ooh. the discipline, I feel like, is in choosing to make sure you open up the window. And yes. it might be that you, like, discipline yourself and you don't feel particularly inspired. Um, but you have to actually choose to sit down and try to do something. Otherwise, you just won't unless you're yeah. literally hit with inspiration, which happens so small, like so rarely that you'll hardly ever create anything. So, mm. yeah. yeah. And also, like, if I, I, I don't know about you guys, but like you were talking about earlier about how you're pretty busy. Um, and also, like, if you are busy, time can go so quickly and you won't realize that it's been a year and you've only written a song or two songs and it's like, well, I never, it's, especially for me, for Lara, it's maybe a bit different, but for me, songwriting is much more rational. Um, and so, like, I'll, I'll sit down, and if, if I give myself time to sit down and jam on an instrument, a particular progression might pop up, and I'll be like, oh, I want to write a song to that. But that only comes as a result, often, of the discipline to do my work on my instrument or the discipline to sit down and do that. And in a busy schedule, it can get very easily sidelined if you're not really diligent about making room for creativity in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. I just have something I want to say for people who are like me, who find it really hard to just, because I do find it hard. I find it hard to be like, I'm going to sit down and write a song right now. I'll just sit there and be like, Eh, I don't know. <laughs> so the discipline for me, and this is different for everyone, I find it really helpful to do things like, rather than the discipline being in the actual sitting down to write a song, I'll do stuff like discipline myself to journal every day or something like that. Mm. And so it's not it, that's not necessarily you trying to write a creative song. You're journaling, which means that you're staying more in touch with the things that are kind of you know, happening inside of you and around you. And that's what makes it easier because then I'm actually, um, I guess I have more of a constant stream of ideas of things that I can actually write about. Um, so that's really helpful for me. If any, if there are any writers out there that feel kind of similar like that, but I can't just write a song. That's helpful for me. And even writing down, like I find it helpful to write out dreams that I've had, Mm -hmm. like at nighttime, that kind of thing. If I do that, 
then I have more material and stuff to draw upon for writing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's a really good point. And it's, there's two things to that that I draw. Like, one, you're actually practicing a skill by writing a journal, by the way. Like, you're actually practicing mm. your writing, for one. But two, you're making your own inspiration. Like, I remember having a, a chat with some people around, they're like, how do I become inspired to write something? And it's like, well, inspiration is very individual, for one. But it's like, you can get inspiration from going for a walk through the park, Uh or you get inspiration by sitting in your room and picking up your guitar and knowing something probably will come, right? So it's just mm. knowing what your inspirations are and not necessarily things I don't I don't know how I'm, this might be a blanket statement, but me personally, I've never really just received something out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? It's mm, always yeah. with an intentional thought, at least, right? Now, I know of people who write songs that they dream about, like so it doesn't happen for everyone. Like they might have a dream, wake up in the middle of the night, write the song, and then go back to sleep. But like intention around what inspires you is so important in any mm. kind of art form. I, yeah. I think, and I think you touch on that really well. Uh, yeah. I think you've worded that really, really well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and do you have anything to add to that, Shush? I want to jump in and just speak to the perfectionists out there because I am <laughs> the biggest perfectionist I know, and I think there's like a bit of a thing of like when I create a work it's gotta be like the best thing I've ever done and I know that really stopped me from creating for a long time um Mm. and then it was like six 12 months and I'd done like two things because I was just so like scared really and I was afraid of like not creating good stuff and I guess I just want to give them permission to number one like we all make bad things and that's okay or and sometimes it's not for everyone you know like you don't have to show everyone all the time but like Mm. that you're gonna make things and they're not gonna be your best but then next time you might make something and it is gonna be your best and actually by practicing and doing it over and over again you are getting better um Mm. but I know that stopped me from creating when we're talking about process from just doing the sitting down and doing or fiddling or whatever. Cause I was just like crippled or when I would sit down, I was like, this has to be like so prophetic or so profound or, you know, all this. <laughs> and actually when I went, ah, oh, screw that. I'm just going to like do something and it is what it is. And it might stay in my journal forever and no one will ever see it. Or I might come back and be like, Oh, that was something I might tap into that. And it, it may not stay in that format. I might use it in something else one day, you know, it, anyway. Just a note for the perfectionists out there because that's Mm. me. Mm, Yeah. And that leads into like a a thought I have is like I get asked the question a lot on how do I start to do this, right? Mm. Like insert any creative realm. How do I start to do this? And it's like you guys spoke at the start in in your brief description of who you are and your bios. Like you've both been writing music and you, you describe them as bad songs for a long period of time, right? Like going back to somewhat of a rational thought, like exploring creativity is kind of like a muscle, right? Like you actually want to act upon things. And I, I often, it's hard when you're sitting in a room with a group of people that want to do something, but they've never actioned any of that ever before in their life. And it's kind of like just as inspiration for people out there that want to do something, just go for it. Like, Mm. 
you have to go for it because that's where you yeah. work out absolutely everything. Like Shusha's saying, you work out all those little kinks and things that make it work for you. And like, I don't know, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm assuming the fact that you were writing songs all through high school and Larry said you've been writing since you were like five or something, like you wouldn't be where you're at without doing that first, right? Like, mm. Like, I think that's something really yeah hopefully that inspires someone listening that wants to do something just do it just give it a shot like yeah. like i don't know many people that just one day have it you know you've got to work no. it and you've got to go for it so no that's really good mm. go for it lara i yeah. feel like you were about to say i was gonna say power. you were talking about um shush you were talking about like uh how you used to be really perfectionistic and then when you actually were thinking no i'm just gonna do it um that really helped you and that's something that Callum really taught me because I would be so shocked he would he would call me or something and be like oh I just wrote this song tonight um and <laughs> like show send me like a voice memo or something like oh and they'd be like the next night I just wrote this song tonight and I'm like what <laughs> like really <laughs> but I, that was really shocking to me because it because I would approach it like okay I'm writing like I'm writing a song now and if I'm writing a song, then it's it's going to have to be a good song. And if I'm going to share it, like, it's going to have to be... Yeah, so the amount of songs that I would actually share would be very little. And the amount the, that I would write would be quite little as well. So it was really good for me to connect with Callum and for him to just be like, oh, I just wrote this song. And sometimes he'd be like, oh, yeah, just forget about it. Like, he still has them on his phone, obviously. But then we would go back through and be like oh wow look at that do you remember when you wrote that wow that's actually kind of cool maybe we should like try to do something with that so yeah, yeah it is really helpful and even though we, t- we were talking about transcendent stuff I don't think it's like like for me even when you have a transcendent experience it's not because it just happens to you it's yeah. for me there's still discipline but I find that my discipline is Am I disciplining myself to make sure that I'm staying inspired, like fueling my own passion Mm. on a day-to-day? So things like going and taking a walk, reading a book, listening to music, doing stuff like that. Um, And am I disciplining myself to – because I guess my part of our writing writing collaboration is slightly more with the lyrical – more of the poetry of it. Um, And so for me it's like – reading books stuff like that um and studying other people's stuff Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what can lead to like a wow that felt so natural it's not yeah 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 no there's a lot of it's yeah there's a lot of things that lead into the process of like Mm. actually writing it's not just like i sit down and write it's like oh no look at all these like kind of prep work almost Mm. that leads you to that point it's good it's good were you going to say something, Callum? Because I've got a question for you. Go ahead. Nah, beautiful. Uh, on that note then, for you, Callum, as like probably a bit more of the engineer of what this partnership is, am I getting that right? You pr- Like you would do the recording. You're probably, if Lara's sitting with the lyrics, you're sitting with the music behind it. Am I correct with saying that and assuming that? Yeah. Do you uh- find that... Oh, sorry, you go, you go. Explain I was going to say, yeah, they're definitely probably like, um, while we both like have a part in the songwriting process, there are a few songs that like uh, Lara will come to me with a melody and lyrics and, uh, and mm-hmm. I'll kind of be like, all right, well, let's chuck this chord under it and 
and do that. Yes. Um, we have fingers in each other's pies, but yes. they're mostly yeah. the other person's. Does that make sense? They're still pies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in that then, how much are you, do you go down the rabbit hole of like technology and what, what people are doing in recording booths around the place? How much you, how much time and effort are you putting into like knowing, I guess, the art form of the recording? You spoke about how you went and studied music. I know you've been doing some recording stuff with your study, like... How much are you pouring into the theory side of things? Like, is that a big element of what you think a lot of where your mind goes when you're talking around writing? Like, are you very much like, this is the key? Uh, uh, Lara's this shaking is funny because she's vigorously. going like this, and I'm like, no. <laughs> but something you have to know about Callum is that anything like that would be geared towards a positive comment made about him, he'll be like, no, I'm not really. That's, that's, no. Okay. no um, <laughs> no, to answer your question, no, that's not true. I'm actually just trying to answer this question properly. Um, so, to answer your question, I'm not as theory based as um, you would think. Like, I, I do not frequently, and I probably should, do not frequently look up um, the latest recording technique used by X person. Um, what I do more so or where more so my passion is is finding out what in particular genres each part is and oh like how am i gonna make how does this person make that effect with those guitars Mm. and because it's often our songwriting might be like especially my side of things would be like i'll hear a sound and then upon trying to figure out how to make that sound, I'll create a new sound or something within that sort of idea. And then it's like, all right, well, how do I put the pieces around that to create the four legs for this piece of work to stand on? Yeah. Um, and to that end, I'll go and research how to do the technical aspects of it. Like, the, mm-hmm. like I'll be like, all right, well, we need we're going to need to put in a random example. We need to put in some brass here because Mm -hmm. that would make stylistic sense. And also we can think of how it would sound. I might make it in MIDI first, Yeah. but then it's like, okay, well now that I know what I'm trying to do, I'm going to call the people I need to call. I'm going to do the research. I need to research to find out what kind of equipment, how, what approaches I need to take to do that recording. Um, like tonight, I'm actually, we, ha- we have got a uh, sound engineer who does brass. I'm, I'm working with a guy doing some recording for him. But we're getting this guy in to record him. And I'm just coming in just to watch everything he does. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. And be like, okay, cool. And because he's coming to our hall, it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to watch you, watch how you record in our hall, ask mm. many questions. And then it's like, okay, well... Now I've got kind of a bit of, I've, I've tapped into all the time that this expert's put into learning his craft yeah. and capitalized on a bit of that time yeah. to learn. So that in that aspect, yes, I would study other people. I'd study other things, but typically I don't find my inspiration by going outwardly and searching for techniques and then thinking of, oh, we need a song to ma- make 
to fit yeah. these techniques. It's more yes. about yeah. I've got this song, and so if I want to get it to a certain point, what do I need to learn, and what techniques do I need to employ to get that sound? Yeah, I guess. No, that's good. I think like the thing that I'm kind of picking up from everything we've effectively spoken about so far is that like it's just reinforcing that things don't just come to people like yeah. like you have to work hard at your art that's yeah. that's what I'm picking up the most like you've got Lara writing journals every day you're meeting up with people and watching what they do your your ears are always on I would say that's probably mm. correct like if you're listening to the radio and you hear something and you go oh that's quite interesting your ears are on like this isn't just something that has just come to you guys yeah. without effort um, yeah. Now we believe that God's given you gifts yes. and this is like you activating those gifts that God's given you. But mm. if anything, if people are listening, like maybe that's the point that we're getting out of this is that like you need to act upon that stuff. You need mm. to put time into it. And mm. like I've never been able to do anything without putting a lot of time into it. Like whilst I believe I have natural ability in some things, you need to put the time in and you need to put everything around it to build that up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, there, I would make, and it's not good. In, in an aspect, <laughs> it's not good, but I would make so many iterations of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I make this iteration and then it's like, and you have to get used to disappointment to an extent. Mm. Like, you have to get used to, you do an yeah. iteration and you're like, that night, you're like, nah, this is it. This is sick. And then the next day, you go and reference it or something, or you play it to someone. Or you like, show it to me. Or I show it to her. And, <laughs> and all I got to do is look at her face. And if it's not beaming, it's like, okay, I need to go back to the drawing board, scrap hours of work and just try something new. And that's just yeah. how it is. And yeah. it's like, um, yeah, I think at least for me, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about doesn't come particularly naturally. Um, yeah. Yeah. and so I, I know people for whom it does and yeah. that's like, wow, that's great. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'd say that there's a lot and a lot of just believing that it can be good mm-hmm. and believing that it it can be something that you want to be proud of and then just working and working and working until it, you are ready to, or till a deadline until, till it's like, yep. cause you can consistently work on something but for the self-denial appeal song. Like I, I'm really, really proud of what we were able to accomplish, but mm-hmm. with all the iterations and stuff that we did along the way, if I was given the same brief tomorrow, I would go about recording it differently. Like, yeah. and that's yeah. because yeah. you can consistently always improve on an idea, I believe yeah. Yeah. until it gets all muddled and <laughs> then you've got two separate ideas. But the point is that yeah. if you set yourself a deadline, you work until that point, And then that is an example of all the learning and all the work that you yeah. put in to yeah. that point in time. And it's like, that is what I did. And you can be proud in that. Yeah. Even yeah. if like you listen back in a year later and you're like, Oh, I wouldn't have done that. It's like, well, you wouldn't know that you wouldn't have done that if you hadn't have done it. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think deadlines are creative's best friends, honestly, Mm. because I think if we didn't have deadlines, we would just keep going and going. Like you're saying, Callum, like we would just, we we would keep going and probably sometimes too far or like, I think sometimes you get to a point where you're like, look, this is as, like this is as far as this idea is going, but I think if we didn't have deadlines, we would probably go past that line and we would keep going. And sometimes you do have a sense of like, 
no, I think, I think that's the end of that, you know, but, um, deadlines, honestly, creative's best friend. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask just something a little bit different on maybe a different trajectory, but like you guys are doing, so we've talked about you doing the self-denial thing, uh, which is effectively writing to facilitate your church. Uh, but I also know you're doing your own secular writing that you're putting out and possibly an EP coming out soon. Are yeah, we allowed yeah, yeah. to say that? Ooh. Is that a thing? Yes. No, if, like... you say it, if you say it, then I've got more of a deadline, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Cal- Callum and Lara EP coming out next week, so get ready. No, Exclusive. no, not next week. <laughs> no, no. Um, so can uh, you... Let's do it next week. <laughs> can you chat around... Like, where do you see the differences? Like, what's inspiring you to do the secular thing as well as how does that meet, like, in church? Or is it a secular thing? Is the EP more aimed at church? Like, how? talk about the relationship and the weird tension point of that. Uh, we can... I'm, I'm, I'm back We're taking All right, so first okay. up, um, it's not like we went out to say, I want to make a secular album. It's yep. not like we did any of that. It's just that... our we've gone and compiled five or six songs that naturally came about. And it just so Mm -hmm. happened that they don't, this particular EP, it's not like a, uh, it's not a concept album or anything like that. It's just six or five, something like that, different songs that represent where we were at musically over the last year. Um, And I think that, Ironically, writing for what you would call church um, to an extent requires more of a rational framework than if we were just to go, we're just going to put together some songs that didn't come out with a particular goal uh, in mind. We just allowed these songs to happen and they say a certain thing. Um, And none of those songs would particularly do well (laughs) as a congregational worship song. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, I believe that I wouldn't really want to write anything that didn't reflect or didn't reflect what I believed in or wasn't satirically mm. making fun of something that I didn't believe in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yep. um, but that doesn't mean that that particular way of conversation is necessarily going to be appropriate for all situations. Yeah. Yes. And so yep. um, if secular, like, I, I don't really want to promote things I don't believe in, but if what I'm writing is going to have more of a home just out there for mm. not marketed as anything in particular, um, yeah. then I'm going to put it in that home. Whereas we write worship songs occasionally and it's like, well, I've got no problem with chucking this to my worship leader or yeah. I've got no problem in that because I feel like that's actually going to be useful there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's more of a we just write songs and then depending on where they're going to be most useful, we push it in a yeah. certain direction. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, really good answer, by the way. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, thanks. That's <laughs> all. I just thought I'll give kudos to that. I think that makes complete sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. did you want to say something, Lara? Oh, you summed it up pretty well. But um, yeah, I just I I never set out like for me it's not compartmentalized like that like in my own thinking it's not like okay well this is my christian side and this is my secular side like <laughs> yes. that's, you know what i'm yeah, saying like yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. where my brain goes i write yeah. songs that you wouldn't play at church um yeah. 
Well, but could, but yeah. for me, like <laughs> I'm I'm innately pa- uh, passionate about in my day to day life the furthering of the kingdom of God. So yep. I write songs that it's like, <laughs> yeah, I write songs that I don't say God in it. I don't say Jesus in it, but I, I'm not trying not to. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not trying to. I'm writing from yeah. me and from my relationship mm. with my creator. Yeah. So, yeah, and like Callum said, if, if, if we happen to write in a way that is a lot more, I guess – if it's like, oh, well, this song could be actually more congregational, then maybe that's something that we can steer in that direction. It can be used for those purposes. Oh, what's my hand? Um, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. And, uh, yeah, and, and like Callum was saying, different language is going to be helpful in some situations and not in others. So we write yes. in languages that I'm like, you know what? I am convinced that this is a worthwhile language to speak in, mm. but it won't necessarily fit all situations. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. These no, songs are really expressions good. of yourself and your mm. who you are and your belief, incorporating your faith in Jesus, but mm. they just look different and have different places and that's mm. good and fine. And I love it. I love it. Everything you said, I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now, Lara, do you have a hard out? Do you need to get going to work or something? Is that a thing? You need to get out of here, don't you? Oh, look, I have like five minutes. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you've got five minutes, we might do some honouring then, shush, maybe. 100%. How do you feel about that? I feel fantastic about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. <laughs> we <laughs> love to spend the end of um, our time together just by honouring every person who comes on here because... Mm. We want to thank you, number one, for coming on the podcast. Loved hearing from you. And I loved the perspective you've provided. And talking about process, I think, is actually what we've really done today, which I think is so helpful. I know if I'm thinking back to, like, a younger version of me, it was always something so mystical, like, that I didn't really understand and people just kind of did it. But actually breaking it down today has been really helpful, and I pray that it's helpful for people out there. So thank you for coming on. But... Mm. I want to honor you and bless you because it sounds the way you've taught you are passionately pursuing your craft and you are chasing after it and you have like an individual drive that you're just going for it and just you know learning and just soaking everything up which I think is amazing and I think a lot of us get passive and we kind of go oh yeah whatever eat like I know I'm so guilty of it but I am inspired by the way you're like constantly chasing after things and and challenging yourself to do new things so i want to um yeah i guess honor you guys for that and the the passion you have the drive you have and bless it and pray that god would uh use it and increase it for his kingdom Mm. go down well put thank you now you both know that i think what you guys do is very good i think i've told you that before (laughs) at least 20 to 30 times right (laughs) uh but uh I actually, I want to honour you, not particularly for your skill, but for your heart. Like, mm. like that your heart does come first. Like, it is obvious. Like, even I was blown away by the answer around secular versus church because I think that is such a wise response and a response from someone who's probably been involved in doing this for like 50 years and you've said that <laughs> at the beginning of what I would deem your career, right? Like, to have that wisdom is because you've had your heart in the right place and because you're actually putting 
Jesus first and you're yeah. spending time with Jesus and you're spending mm. time with uh, like the, the first fruit and the principles of your own spirituality. And I think that shows yeah. through what you're doing. Now, yeah. your skill is obviously great and I respect and honour the fact that you constantly are trying to make your skill better. Mm. But a lot of people take that before the heart, you yes. know, and I mm. love that you're in the right place. Yeah. Like from looking in, you're in the right place. And I just want to, I want to support you as much as I can. I want to throw love to you as much as I can <laughs> and just say like, I, I honestly, I think what you guys are doing is really, really good and everyone needs to go yeah. and listen to Callum and Lara and support them as much as they can. Um, <laughs> where can we check put, you out? Where yeah, can where we can find we check you? you out? Where can people listen? Well, we get a release on your first day. Don't throw it away. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us on Facebook, Callum and Lara. You can find us on YouTube, Callum and Lara. And you can find us on Instagram, you guessed it, Callum and Lara. Hey. It's, pre- it's pretty handy that there's not many Callum and Laras that have gone and created a Callum and Lara name. Yeah, that's convenient. Way, so. So no, we'll, we'll put all those links on like the the podcast brief the or whatever it is. The description. Oh, so awesome. everyone can have a look on that and click on go that and go it to it. Um, Oi, good luck with the EP stuff. Hopefully yeah. it comes out soon. Yay. We're um, so excited. Keep, us all, keep us all in the loop. Thank yeah. you so much for your time. I yes. know we got you in a brief window. We don't want to keep you any longer. No. We um, love you. you we are your biggest supporters yeah. maybe we not biggest you. but we're up there where i'm sure like your mums are like no we're the biggest supporters but like <laughs> we're second we are championing you guys and we love what you do it's so good yes yeah thank we you we need so to chat much. soon anyway by the way i need to get on to you about something else but this has been lovely uh <laughs> i think that'll do it are you happy with that shoshana i think that's a wrap that that was yes, wonderful team hello seven days listeners thank you hey, so friends. much for listening to our newest pod with Callum and Lara. We hoped you enjoyed it. We loved chatting to them. They're absolute legends. Yeah. So it was really great. Really got inspired, we thought. Yes. We hope now, you thought so too. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if you like what you heard, what are some things people can do, Shoshana? They can. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Subscribe just means like you'll be notified and it'll come up when a new yes. episode comes out. So that's why you should do it so that if you don't happen to see us post on Facebook or something that it's up, you can mm-hmm. find out. So subscribe, number one. Um, also, while we're on that, check out our Facebook, worshiparts.salvosau at Facebook and Insta. They can keep all up to date with all the things we're doing. Great you know, point. Just as a side one. But the other thing you can do is share it. Um, share it with your friends, share it with people in your community, um, get them to have a listen, especially people. I know I'm a bit of a podcast person. I listen to podcasts. And when I think of someone, uh, when I'm hearing podcasts, sometimes it reminds me of someone. Mm. And so often I'll be like, Hey, you should go check out this episode. So if there was something in this episode or previous episodes that reminds you of someone, make sure you go and share it and get them to have a listen and check it out. Absolutely, especially this one with a couple of young people doing a lot of good things in the creative realm. If you can think about people that are interested in delving into the creative, this might be the podcast for them. So definitely, if you can think of people, share it with them, send it around, not for me and Shusha's glory, but for the glory of the kingdom and actually let's let's invest in these people. So Yeah, exactly. um, That's it. Look, thanks for listening and we love you all. We love you. (laughs) Have a good one. We'll see you soon, hey? Bye. Behold, Eric, it was very good.